Today I want us to go back to a scripture that we have looked at severally in the past couple of weeks. There is so much contained in this one portion of scripture. Pastor Don has referred to it, Pastor Kevin also, and last week Miss McKenna as well. And that is 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 from the Amplified Version. And it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is, grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have, be have come because spiritual awakening brings new life. Hallelujah. You may be seated. This morning, I'm just so grateful to God for the great honor and privilege I have to stand before you to minister the word of God. I thank God for his grace. His divine enabling. I also want to appreciate my wife and my children for their prayers and support that they give me continually and to Pastor and Miss Amy for the wonderful opportunity to stand here today and share the word. Each of the different times this scripture has been read, a particular phrase kept sticking out to me, and for the last couple of weeks, this phrase has been in my heart and in my mind, and so when pastor asked me to minister the word this weekend, I knew exactly what the Lord wanted me to share with us today, and today I want us to drill a little deeper into that scripture that we have just read from 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, and gain insight from it. And the phrase that kept ringing in my heart was renewed by the Holy Spirit. Renewed by the Holy Spirit. And today I want to minister a word entitled, Renewed by the Power of the Holy Ghost. Renewed by the Power of the Holy Ghost. The year 2021 for us here at Nairobi Lighthouse Church has been and continues to be the year of renewal. And the agent of that renewal is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. It is by Him and by His power that we are renewed. The power of the Holy Ghost is so vital in our walk of faith to successfully live a victorious Christian life. We need the power of the Holy Ghost working in us and through us. 
the Lord Jesus, even after giving his disciples the great commission in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18 to 20, he specifically asked his disciples to wait in Jerusalem to receive this power of the Holy Ghost, which then happened in Acts chapter 1 and verses 4 and 5. He did not allow them to go out into the world to preach the gospel without being endued with power from on high. So how are we to be renewed by the power of the Holy Ghost? Last week, Ms. McKenna taught us about bearing fruit. How many of you remember that? That we are grafted into Christ and apart from him we can do nothing. Apart from Christ, Jesus himself said we can do nothing. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 and 23 says, But the Holy Spirit produces. The Holy Spirit does what? Produces this kind of fruit in our lives. The Amplified says, The result of his presence within us. The result of the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Then it goes on to say there is no law against these. So the first thing for us to be renewed by the power of the Holy Spirit, is that we must bear and show forth His fruit. We must bear and show forth His fruit. Take note, it is His fruit manifesting through our lives. It is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. What does bear mean? It means to permit the growth of, to allow, to grow, to produce, to give birth to something, something coming from within. One of the ways the Holy Spirit empowers us to be witnesses for Christ is by developing His fruit within us. So let's break it down a little more, this fruit. And as we do so, I want us to remember that the Word of God is a mirror. How many of you remember the series that was done on mirrors? I want us to look at the mirror of God's Word, not for the purpose of removing the speck in our brother's eye or our neighbor's eye, but to remove the log, the beam that is in our own eye. Who is my neighbor? Who is your neighbor? It could be a literal neighbor. It could be your friend. For those who are married, it could be your husband or your wife. For parents, it could be your son or your daughter. It could be your father or your mother. Maybe it is your cell leader, your cell member, your cellmate. Or maybe your workmate. So as we look into the mirror of God's word, what we are desiring is not to remove the speck from those people that we have mentioned. 
but the log from our own eye. And also note that it is not the fruits of the Spirit. It is the fruit, singular. See, if it was fruits, then you could pick some and leave others. You could pick and choose. But it is singular, it is fruit. That means we must bear all of them. So let's look at the different components and see what the Word of God says as we examine ourselves. The first one is love. What is love? Good question. Because love can mean so many things to so many different people. We use love so casually. But the Word of God makes it very clear for us in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 and 5. And it says, love is patient and kind. So we need to ask ourselves, am I patient? Are my actions and words kind? Remember, we're examining ourselves and seeing where we are. It goes on to say, love is not jealous. Am I jealous? Am I envious of others? How do I feel when good things happen to other people? How do I feel when good things happen to other people? Do I rejoice with them? That will let you know whether you have jealousy in your heart. Love is not boastful. Am I given to bragging and blowing my own trumpet? Love is not proud or rude. Am I full of pride? Consistently putting others down? Now note, Paul was writing to believers when he wrote these things. So it's possible for us as believers to have these issues in our lives. So let's not just brush them away, but let us look deeper within and see. We are looking into the mirror and examining ourselves. We are being real, identifying the log in our own eye. Love does not demand its own way. Am I the kind of person who says it's my way or the highway? If it's not done my way, then it's the highway for you, my friend. Are you always insisting on things being done your way? Husbands, wives, ask yourself, love is not irritable. It is not easily irritated. Are you able to get along with others? And this is a big one. And it keeps no record of being wronged. Do I forgive easily? Do I have a long list of who has wronged me? Ask yourself as I ask myself. Now back to Galatians. But because of time, we will not dwell too much on each of the other components. I will quickly go over them. It says love. Joy, peace, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Peace, 
which is inner peace, like Jesus said, not like the world gives. Patience. The amplified version of the scriptures in this version says, not the ability to wait, as describing patience, but how we act while waiting. It's not just the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting. Because sometimes you have to wait by force. There's just nothing that you can do about certain things. That is not necessarily patience. Patience is how you act while you are waiting. Kindness, goodness, gentleness, and finally, self-control. Let me say something about self-control. Do I, do you excuse your bad behavior by saying that's just how I am? Mina kuangatu ivo. That's just how I am. Let me read the following verses. We read verse 22 and 23 of Galatians. Let's read the next two verses and see what they say. Verse 24 says, And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature together with its passions and appetites. Verse 25, If we claim to live by the Holy Spirit, we must also walk by the Spirit with personal integrity, godly character, and moral courage. Listen to this. Our conduct empowered by the Holy Spirit. Our conduct empowered by what? The Holy Spirit. So my answer to you who says that's just how I am, I say no, that's not how you are. That's the old nature which you have nailed to the cross. You are now living a new life in Jesus Christ. Galatians 2, chapter 20, chapter 20, verse, sorry, chapter 2, verse 20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the new life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That which you are saying, that is how I am, has been nailed to the cross. The life you are living now is not the old life. Remember, we began by saying that whoever is in Christ is what? A new creature. All things have passed away. So we are to be continually developing into Christ-likeness as we surrender to the dealings of the Holy Ghost in our lives. If as Believers, if we as believers loved one another as described above and demonstrated the fruit of the Spirit as above, how would our relationships be? How about if spouses treated one another this way? How would your marriage be? Many times, unfortunately, it is those closest to us who get the old man. 
when we are here in this crowd, we are very careful how we conduct ourselves. But when we go home, in the privacy of our homes or in our workplaces, those who are closest to us are the ones who get to see the old man. That should not be so. That should not be so. Those closest to us should not be getting the worst of us. As a husband, my wife should not be getting the worst of me. Brethren, this ought not to be. Let us be renewed. Let us produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The Holy Spirit has been given to us to change and to transform us into the image of Christ. As verse 25 we read from Galatians says, sorry, from, yes, from Galatians says, our conduct empowered by the Holy Ghost. Our conduct empowered by the Holy Spirit. So bear forth, bear and show forth His fruit. Let's move on. In 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 14, Paul writes to his son in the faith, Timothy, with the following instructions. Do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Later on in, the second, in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6, Paul writes again to Timothy, reminding him of the same thing. And he says, therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. This brings me to the second point in being renewed in the power of the Holy Ghost. That is desire and stir up the gifts of the Holy Ghost in your life. In my life. What a stir up means. It means to agitate. To disturb. The quiet of. To change the position of. To rouse to activity. To call forth something. Stir it up. Stir it up. Desire the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Just as there are nine components of the fruit of the Spirit. There are nine gifts. Of the Spirit listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I'll quickly read through them. Verse 1 begins by saying, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. God does not want us to be ignorant where the gifts of the Holy Spirit are concerned. Verse 7, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another, the, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, and to another interpretation of tongues. What are these gifts for? Verse 7 says, it is for the profit, the common good, the benefit of all. 
It's time for us to desire the manifestation of the power of the Holy Ghost in our lives through His gifts. The gifts of the Holy Ghost. It's time for signs, wonders, miracles, healings. We sang about it today that nothing is impossible, but we need to see the impossible made possible. It's time. It's not time for us to hold back and be held back by fear. Or, in, or intimidated. What gifts has God given to you? To me? Do not neglect the gift that God has given you. If you do not know what gift you have been given, ask the Lord to show you. In the scriptures we read earlier in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6, Paul encourages Timothy to stir up the gift, stir it up, stir it up. Then he answers a question that must have been in Timothy's heart and probably is in our hearts, all of us, in verse 7. And he says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity. Because that is what will hinder us from moving in the spirit. Fear. So Paul answered that question even before it was asked. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of love, of power, and of self-discipline. For all those who have been through Insight School of Leaders, you were laid hands on when you were commissioned. An impartation was given to you. Start it up. Start it up. Stir it up. Do not allow it. Do not neglect the gift that was put on you by the laying on of hands. We have also had anointing services where we laid hands on the whole congregation. An impartation was given to you as hands were laid on you. We were not just laying hands because there was nothing else to do. An impartation was given to you. Stir it up. Stir it up. Do not neglect what God has given you. For those who have had the privilege of presbytery over them, do not neglect what was spoken over you. Stir it up. Be roused to activity. For those who have been reading through the Bible with us this year, this week, I think it was on Monday, we read from Hebrews chapter 10 that we are to stir up and encourage one another towards love and good deeds. And today I'm encouraging you, seeking to stir you up towards love and good deeds. Hallelujah. So be stirred up and receive the challenge. Do not allow fear and timidity to rob you of the fullness of all that God has for you. Imagine the exploits you and I would accomplish for the Lord if it were not for fear holding us back. What would you have done for the Lord by now if it were not for fear holding you back? What would I have done? And on a personal note, for me to be standing here, those who know me, you know this is not me. I've had to deal with this issue right here. God can use anything. 
If he can use me, he can use anything. I'm telling you. God has not given us the spirit of fear and timidity, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. We need to be demonstrating the power of the Holy Ghost through our lives, through his gifts. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 4, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. The Spirit's power. And finally, as we conclude, Acts chapter 4 and verse 31 says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were all assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they speak the word of God with boldness. Boldness. Remember, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 4, the disciples were filled with the Holy Ghost. And here they are filled yet again. They were refilled. And that brings me to the, my third and final point. Be filled and continually refilled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Being renewed by the power of the Holy Ghost begins by being filled with the Holy Ghost. If you have never been filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, ask the Lord to fill you. And we will give you opportunity to be filled at the end of my message. Luke chapter 11 and verse 13 says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? And if you're already filled, like the disciples in Acts, ask the Lord to fill you afresh so that you are continually full of the Holy Ghost. Oh, how we need the Holy Ghost in our lives. We need His power to renew us every day. Every moment we need Him to empower us, our conduct, to empower us for ministry, to do the things that God has called us to do, to overcome fear, and to be bold, and to proclaim the word of God with boldness. So let us be renewed by the power of the Holy Ghost as we bear and show forth His fruit. No more excuses. That's not how you are. That's how you are choosing to be. How you are is what we read about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That is how you are. Allow that fruit to be displayed in your life. And desire and stir up the gifts of the Holy Spirit in you. And let us be filled and overflow and continually be filled and refilled with the Holy Spirit. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, just lift up your hands and receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Spirit in your life.
And if you're already filled, let him refill you over and over and over and over and over and over. Yes, receive. Receive the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, in my life. We need you, Holy Ghost. Come. Deal with our character, Lord. Deal with the character that is within us. Let us show forth the fruit of your spirit. No more excuses. Lord, help us to see the log in our own eye. Lord, I pray for husbands. I pray for wives. For marriages that are struggling. Lord, let us demonstrate the fruit of your spirit in our lives. Let us speak to one another with kindness. Let our actions be filled with kindness and gentleness in our homes, in our relationships. We need you, Holy Ghost. Without you, we can do nothing, Lord. Spirit of God, come and move, move, move. Just begin to cry out to the Lord. Let him examine your heart. Oh, be determined to change, determined to be different, determined to be renewed by his power. Let the fruit of the Holy Spirit be demonstrated in your life, in my life. Yes, come Holy Spirit, we need you. Begin to stir up the gifts. Let God remind you of the words that have been spoken over your life. Let those gifts be stirred up. Do not neglect them. Let them be stirred. Let them be stirred. Let them be stirred. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you don't know what your gifts are, ask the Lord to reveal them to you. Holy Spirit, we pray, reveal to your people, reveal to us the gifts that you have given to us that we may stir them up, that we may use them, even for the benefit of all, as your word says. And Lord, we pray against timidity. We pray against fear and timidity. We say no. We shall not be afraid. We shall not give in to fear. For you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. We shall be used of you. We shall be bold. We shall go forth and do exploits for you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.